0: Welcome to Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And today, Tyler, we are talking about everything that will happen in week 10 of the college football season. We got a big Florida game to talk about. We got five wide. We got two point. But first, Tyler, we'll start with quick hits and we'll start with a little bit more of a cautious tone because the SEC, the conference that we as Gator fans call home, Tyler, it's been hit pretty heavy by COVID-19. I'm going to combine quick hits and postponements and cancellations this week. Because half of the game, more than half of the canceled or postponed games are in the SEC. We got yep. Alabama, LSU, canceled. Or I'm sorry, postponed, postponed tentatively. AM, Tennessee, postponed. Auburn, Mississippi State, postponed. And you also have Memphis and Navy and Air Force and Wyoming. Tyler, this has been the toughest week for the conference. LSU already had a game rescheduled with us for that December 12th. Prescheduled scheduled date what do you think is going to happen with these games especially with lsu now having two games to make up and no room to make them up in
1: i mean i think the inevitability that we're coming towards is pushing back the conference championship honestly only okay. because these games involve the two very likely conference championship participants uh-huh. florida lsu is already playing on december 12th yep and the next week is the uh championship game and I don't think they want to give Alabama an un- an unnecessary buy. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, then they have to play LSU. You can't play them both on the same week. Right. Um, and I, So I feel like we're going in two directions. Either these games are going to get canceled mm-hmm. or we're moving back to championship date. So, And it's all about what the SEC wants to do. Because so far, they've been really good about not having just postponing games. They haven't had to cancel any other conferences have. They haven't gotten to that point yet but we're already getting two more conference games per team than we are used to. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be opposed if they canceled some of them. Just, I don't know. I think I, I, it depends. It, it, the other thing too, is that like it's, it, you're seeing this around college football, which is talking about. What I'd love to get into at some point mm-hmm. when it be, especially in this COVID year, when it's becoming apparent for teams that their season's not going anywhere, a lot of these teams are just thrown in the towel. Just the yeah. players are just not, and I don't blame them from a human perspective. No, like, yeah. Um, so what, what, what incentive does LSU have to get their to get back on track to play an elongated season where the last two games are Florida and Alabama? Yeah, to essentially chalk you them up. You try to losses. pitch that to a tw- you try to pitch that to a nineteen year old.
0: Yeah, no, I know who knows he's that.
1: on a bad football team.
0: I think I'm, I'm going to push back on your point that it's just the SEC's call. I think there's more factors at work. And I think it's because there's potentially, I would say there's three teams in the SEC that have a realistic chance of making the playoff in Alabama, Agreed. Texas A&M and Florida. And because of that, the playoff selection committee is supposed to pick their teams in the 20th. And so if they push back, the game further past december 19th does that mean that the college football playoff committee pushes back their selection does that mean that other conferences decide that they're going to also move their games so that everything's kind of uniform and the equal? big Ten's
1: going to start moving everything back at that point if and... yeah
0: i mean if, if that's the case then why not you know if, if you're we're going to have to wait until after christmas to find out who's playing in those new year six bowls what do you do? What do you and what do you do for teams that, you know, maybe could have been expecting a New Year's Six bowl berth, but maybe end up not doing it. Maybe some bowl games are going to be have to be moved. You know what I mean? There's so many different yeah. variables, and it's a lot of dominoes here, where one thing falls, but it affects so many different things. And and that's my concern personally. I think my my Sergio gut is saying that they're going to wait to see if it is necessary to play these games in order to crown a division champ. For example, if Florida, you know, if Georgia wins out, then technically Georgia could win. You know, if Florida loses a couple games. If
1: Florida loses one more game and Georgia wins out, then the only thing that Florida has is a tiebreaker because they beat them. And they would have to play Um, the LSU So they would need to play this game to decide it. Right. If Florida wins out and Georgia wins out, they were two games ahead of Georgia. And it's over. So it doesn't really matter. Exactly. Like, so, um, so
0: that's the question. I think they're going to wait to see how those divisional races match up. And they'll make, essentially, a game-time decision.
1: That's, that's probably... In in a lot of ways, that's probably the smartest call. Mm-hmm. I think I so. Mean, I, I, I still think... Yeah, I think they have to be open. I think... I hope that it's not a silly point of pride that they have that they haven't had to cancel games right. yet. But I think they should... Be very open to that because the reality is we're already getting more conference games than we thought. Yeah, you this said year, it. We have two extra This year is games. just weird. This year is just weird. Cancel the game if you need to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it sucks when it happens. It really does. But I, I'm telling you, by the next week, everyone's over it.
0: Yeah, and and I don't think it's a th- I don't think it's a thing of putting an asterisk on the season, tainting the season. That's already happened when you decided. Oh, we're past the point no return there. When you told me that we weren't playing Florida State. This season already had an asterisk in my mind. Like, I know hands down we would win that football game this year, but I still want to see it yeah, in a healthy still. environment, obviously. But you know what I mean? Yeah. So, listen, it, it's a thing where, yeah, you want to make them up. And it's not even like there's enough revenue made at the gate of these stadiums to say, oh, no, no, we need the home game for the revenue. Like, you're no. already losing so much money. Like, at this point, does it matter if you can fit in? fifteen thousand fans you know that's not gonna cut the cost drastically for your for your debt you know what i mean so that's that's my gut what i think will happen um it's unfortunate because uh i was excited to i was actually excited to see these three games uh in alabama lsu a&m tennessee and auburn mississippi state because i wanted alabama's offense i like wanted to now I wanted to with, like
1: keen eye. I wanted like, to
0: watch Alabama's games as closely as I was watching Georgia's games in the beginning of the season. I was gonna yeah. make that transition. I was gonna put that energy towards Alabama. Um, in that case, so you know, it is what it is. Uh, those games are gonna be like we said, tentatively postponed. Maybe they'll get canceled. Maybe they won't. We'll have to see where it goes. Um, with that being said, Tyler, there is a football game being played this Saturday. And it is our beloved Florida Gators, the number six-ranked team in the country.
1: As as of right now. As of
0: now. As of now. They are taking on the Arkansas Razorbacks, who are having a fantastic season, as is noted. Um, that game is at 7 o'clock kickoff on ESPN, Saturday night. Uh, big news is Sam Pittman, head coach for Arkansas, in our opinion, coach of the year. Um, yep. I just said that I just spoke for you, but I was so confident that you agreed I with agree. me. <laughs> Who
1: else would? you I just pick? never
0: asked you. I, no, no, I wouldn't pick anyone. I just never asked you. You know. Okay. So. Well, I, I'm thankful
1: that that thought crossed your yeah, mind. Yeah, I did. So um, he, Sam Pittman, but you no, know, but that was good podcasting, though. I just got a behind the curtain thing that was good podcasting because mm-hmm. you just threw a take out there, and then we, if I disagreed, immediate discussion. Listen, insider baseball right here. We know what we're doing. Uh, no.
0: Sam Pittman, the aforementioned coach for the Arkansas Razorbacks, he will not be. With the team in Gainesville, he has come down and tested positive for the coronavirus. He tested positive after the game. Then they tested him again to see if it was a false positive. Maybe there was a chance of him getting three successive, successive negative tests, just like Nick Saban before the big Georgia game. He ended up getting positive again, t- testing positive again. So he for sure has it. He will not be with the team. He is separated and isolated. I don't think it's going to make as much of a difference in terms of preparation. I think it will make a bit of a difference in terms of on-field energy. Yeah. But Arkansas has a, little ace in, has a little ace in their back pocket by the name of Felipe Franks. Felipe so if, if they needed any more motivation, they got it in their quarterback. Tyler, let's talk about Felipe coming back. And let's talk about Felipe going up against our defense, which has made steady improvements, not as drastic yes, as we would want. Yes, very
1: steadily improvements. Very steadily. It is has no longer bad. It is just a below average exactly it's no longer dumpster
0: fire it's now a little,
1: yeah eh.
0: it, it you just walk by the dumpster and it smells now you know yeah it's not not on fire but it just what dumpsters do which is what dumpsters do they're not supposed to be on fire <laughs> but <laughs> tyler talk to me about what franks is going to do to our defense or what our defense needs to do to stop a quarterback that they are very familiar with
1: i think the biggest part is deep ball is 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 an issue? For we know, and we know Florida. he has an arm, and that is one of the things that Felipe Franks can do. He's got a rocket attached to his tr- shoulder, mm-hmm. and he's ever since his time with Dan Mullen, he's become more and more willing to open that thing up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very inconsistent because it's it's like we going back to Alabama's offense, mm-hmm. and also even uh, Ohio State's in, in, in a way, like they consistently attack downfield, right? Arkansas has the Kendall Bryles offense, which is a lot of like variance in the fact of they attack a lot of the short area, a lot of screens, get your guys in space, quick stand passes, things like that. And then they just bomb it over the top. Tyler, I, I, I'm not so much intermediate stuff.
0: I'm an FAU fan. I'm very familiar with the Kendall Bryles. Oh, you know,
1: (laughs) yes. It's a fun Um, offense when it's clicking. Yeah. And so, so I'm not really worried about Felipe Frank's just like, going for 30 yard gains down the field necessarily right it's more of you're worried about the 70 yard play yes because that's there yes i I don't think that this arkansas offense as much as i actually really like what it is it's not like florida's offense which does like 20 plus yard passing plays consistently Mm -hmm. and can beat Um, you multiple ways the arkansas offense good running game just the offense is so much better than it was last season Mm -hmm. um Felipe Franks is doing a great job with it, especially when he stays clean with turnovers. But their deep balls are more like, okay, I'm gonna chuck this thing 70 yeah. yards and it will be a touchdown or it won't. Um <laughs> there's no there's no big game. It will be a touchdown or it will not. Mm-hmm. Um but I think the biggest thing that the Florida's defense is they have to create turnovers. Yeah. Um and you have to you have to confuse Felipe, because the biggest thing is Felipe is, is that the biggest thing that Kal Trask had over him um, is that Felipe has always kind of struggled to read defenses, and he's gotten a lot better at it as it goes on. And Brown's offense is designed to make that easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can try and confuse Felipe, great. Uh, he is a dual threat. We all know this. Yes. He is a big boy. He's a big boy, and so, I distinctly
0: remember being in the stands for when we played AM in that god-awful gator skin jersey. The man broke three tackles on his own 15 and ran the ball all the way down to the opponent's 10. He is capable of not only beating you over the top for the big play with his cannon of an arm, like you said, he also can move with his legs. And I think that's very important for the defensive line to take into account. Because I think one thing with Felipe is that you not only need to respect the deep ball, but you need to play him as if he has the ability to run a read option every play, which he does. He does yeah. have that ability. That's what makes him so unique. He's not the best quarterback because he, he's kind of a jack-of-all-trade quarterbacks because he can do a lot of things pretty well. And if he gets consistent enough and enough reps, he will execute it well. And he will eventually give you 15, 20 minutes a game of, oh, my gosh, wow, this guy's fantastic. But he's he's jack-of-all-trade, master of none. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. He, and, he, I, and I think consistency that's something to keep is al- Consistency has always been Felipe Frank's problem. Correct. And it's gotten better over the last several years. Mm-hmm. But – and the, just Arkansas's offense is playing with confidence. Yeah, that is the big thing. They're playing with confidence, mm-hmm. and the reality is Florida's got to shake that out of them. Yeah, and like I said before, in in our previous episode, I'm pretty sure that there's no there's like no ill will between Felipe Franks and Florida. Like, Not at all. Really Players, these, coaching staff, university, everyone fans. loves him. They parted on good terms. Yep. Every and they're all ha- I know that they're all happy for him. Malik Davis said, like you said last episode. At least they've said we're beefing up until after that game's over yeah. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um But there I think like I said last week, Florida just knowing that it's Felipe mm-hmm. will make them want to win this game. Yes. More so not because they want to beat him, just because like, oh, it's not just like, oh yeah, Arkansas. It's like, oh, it's Felipe's team is coming. Mm-hmm. Like So, and I think a part of this is I want to see how Todd Grantham chooses to defend the quarterback that he you used took to go the words out practice. of my mouth,
0: Tyler. <laughs> I have
1: no clue how that's going to work. Cause I don't, I don't think Felipe is at like an advantage having faced this defensive practice. Cause this is a different defense. They're running sli- things slightly differently and he's running a different offense. So it's, it's different situations, right? But I, I don't think it's as big of an advantage as people think, but, I am so interested to see how Florida plays Felipe Franks.
0: Can I tell you, I have a prediction. Oh, give it to me. I think there will be two third and Grantham's and they will both, like you said, go for deep touchdowns. And I think Arkansas, I, I think Arkansas will score. I think they'll score maybe 21, 20, probably 21 points. Maybe I think 14 of those come on two deep balls of either a busted coverage or, a third in Grantham where he blitzes, but Felipe understands that that's coming and gets the ball out of his hands quick. I think that's that's going to happen in this game because of that reason, because of the familiarity with the defense, because maybe, like you said, the schemes are a bit different. He's in a different offense, but he understands how Todd Grantham thinks. You know? Yeah. He had him for two seasons. He knows what's going on there, you know? Yeah.
1: So, Yeah, so, I mean, just my overall thoughts on this game mm-hmm. really is just like, This relates to defense. I think Arkansas is going to score. Yes, they're going to score. But transitioning over to offense, if Mm. if you'll let me, I will. I will. I will beg you to please. I think again because the mindset of Florida is they know they know who's coming into their stadium, yeah, and they don't they they know ill will, but they they it's got their their head on a swivel. They want to beat this team, yeah, and I think Florida's offense is it'll be fine. Yeah, I don't think. Arkansas's defense is good. It's not Georgia good. It's not even Alabama good. But, like, it's good for what they are. Right. I don't think it – I don't really think there is a defense that can stop Florida's offense, really. Mm-hmm. Um. Every team has a bad game, so who knows when that, that will come. But Florida has yet to score less than 38 points in a game this season. Yeah. And I think it. this game will probably play out much like the Texas a and Arkansas game mm-hmm. in the sense that, like, Arkansas is going to score points – but there they'll still be a touchdown or two behind. Yeah. I am that like, that's how I think this game will go. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm hoping that the defense gets a bit more stop. I Here's this is what I want to see from the Gators every week until Alabama. Yeah. And I know that's very presumptuous, but look at the sec East. I don't see anyone catching us with a two-game lead. Florida losing twice seems unlikely. Exactly. Yeah, we could slip up, but I don't think we could lose twice in the next five, four Mm -hmm. weeks, five games. Um, What I want to see is incremental progress from this defense week by week, and we've seen it the past two weeks. We need to be able to keep that up, and I think going up against a quarterback that they know pretty well, going up against an offense, the, the Bryles' offense, which, you know, is similar... To stuff that they do at Alabama, and I think it's going to be a good way to kind of test out some theories, some defensive schemes as to what will work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's what I feel is going to happen there.
1: Yeah, defending the deep ball is going to be a thing because they they didn't do it very well no. against Georgia. It, it, they were not punished at all because Georgia's quarterback situation thank, is yeah, yeah basura. Thank God they but, they, um, they
0: thank God that Georgia has that um, park bench. The park bench law firm over there. Which yeah. the, the quarterback room is a park bench with all of their faces on it advertising. That's what that is. We've really gone into this whole Georgia quarterback room analogy. I mean,
1: I, I envision them like the, the law firm on the side of a bus. Oh, it's the it same passes, thing. But, the yeah, bus, yeah, yeah. the okay. bench, whatever. Yeah. Um. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. But? But it's like Felipe Franks makes those open throws last week. Oh, they, for Georgia! It's Georgia, yes. Felipe no, yeah. Franks makes those throws. I don't think
0: you're. I don't think you're crazy for saying that. No,
1: it's not crazy. It's just it's when I think about the 20s. How I was a student at Florida in the 2017 season, Oh yeah,
0: comparatively, yes. It's then crazy then
1: that it's that way. just like I never thought I'd say this, but no, Felipe Franks makes those throws. Yeah, like, listen, you put Felipe Franks in the Georgia quarterback room, instantly better. Instantly better. <laughs> He's instantly the best quarterback in
0: that room. Instantly. Yeah. So. All right, well, so, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's enough for, for the Gator game. Uh, last Cal thing Trask I will say. will
1: have more more touchdowns.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much it. Keep up. I want Trask to have at least four touchdowns so he can keep that streak going.
1: I, I love it. It's such a weird
0: stat. I know, right? But I want it to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be a thing that they say at the Heisman Trophy Ceremony. That's what I want to say. Um, yeah. One last thing, Tyler, who's the best kicker in the country?
1: It's Ed McPherson. Who does he play for? The Florida Gators. All right, let's keep it moving. Excellent job.
0: We both got right. the Gators winning, I'm assuming. Um Yes, yeah, yeah. But
1: like you said I think it will it's a bit of a it's a bit of a I think that it will be a tougher game than mm-hmm. I think even Georgia was in the sense that like Florida was up for Georgia. Yeah. And they'll try to be up for this game, but yeah. it won't be the same.
0: But I think Felipe And that game being, will help. I think Felipe being on the other sideline helps in terms it helps. of energy I think it helps. So if there's ever a game if there's ever a moment when I wanted to play a former Florida quarterback, it's definitely after a big yeah. win like like a Georgia win.
1: It really is the fact that like if Felipe Frank's body and everything about him was the same, but his name was different in this game. <laughs> oh boy, I'd feel way different about Florida. But I just feel a little bit more confident that Florida is going to pay attention to this game. Yes, like- agreed, agreed, agreed.
0: All right, Tyler, let's move on. Uh, five wide and two point. The score to date: Tyler has thirty-five. I have 32. I'm only three back. I need, Evan, I need Evan to come and tie the game for me real quick. Um, yeah. Let's go into five wide. Tyler, we kick it off with the number two ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish heading to Boston to take on Boston College. It is a 3.30 kickoff on ABC. Tyler, I am going first because you have the first two-point pick. Um, man, I'm going to be in Boston Saturday. Uh, are you gonna be there? I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna be at the game, but I will yeah, yeah, be, but in be in Boston. You're
1: gonna be in the vicinity. I know. I'm, I'm gonna
0: have that energy. You know. Um. All right. So to break down the game, big trap game potential,
1: enormous big trap game potential, tra- humongous. trap Notre game Dame potential. coming off of their best. The biggest trap game potential. It,
0: Notre Dame coming off the biggest, the best game. I would best easily, win of the century. I was gonna say easily the 21st century, right? Yeah, hands I, down. What else would it be? I think the last big game like this was that win against Miami with Jimmy Johnson when they got when they stuffed him at the one. Or no, no, they scored in the two-point conversion. They didn't get it. Or they went for it, something like okay. that. They stopped him at the one, and that was in 1987. So yeah. I think it's the biggest win since then. That
1: was huge, yeah.
0: On the Boston College side, Phil Dracovic, former Notre Dame, Notre quarterback. Dame
1: quarterback, he's yeah. playing
0: good. He's playing well. And the way that this Boston College team is coached, the way that this offense is clicking, you saw them put up points against Clemson. You saw the defense step up when they needed to against Clemson. The best team—still, in my opinion, the best team in the country. They will be getting Trevor Lawrence back for this coming week, um, and I think everything will go back to normal, even though I don't think Trevor Lawrence would have made much of a difference in that Notre Dame game. Um,
1: you, no, no. You, what, what were you we uh, saying? I disagree. I I disagree because like DJ played really well. Mm -hmm. I put up a lot of points, but it's all about like where those points came. Okay. Like in the sense that he threw for a lot of yards, but because they got down and they were like, okay, well we're going to take the, we're going to take the reins off and we're just going to throw. I feel like you go in with Trevor Lawrence. There's, there's not a single like safety switch on at all. Mm -hmm. Like there. So I feel like, I feel like the game script is different. Okay, I'll give you that for sure. I'll definitely stats-wise, I don't think it's. I think I don't think it's very different at all. But I think Mm -hmm. the game script is different. Yeah, I also think. But that's it. Doesn't matter because Notre Dame did win exactly.
0: And I also think at the end of that game where they had three sacks at the end, maybe Trevor gets the ball out of his hands quicker, kind of thing. So we'll see. Who knows though? In terms of this football game, you know, I'm gonna go with the narrative. I'm going to go with Boston College at home to upset Notre Dame. Oh, I like uh, the trap game potential. I like the Phil facing his old team. They're at home, which I understand fans are not as big of a factor, but travel is, and sleeping in your own bed is a big deal. And I think that's something that will have an effect for Notre Dame. They're a fantastically coached football team. I think I'm perfectly justified in taking Boston College because – Every single time in the past century, especially in the Brian Kelly era, every single time that they've had a semi-decent performance, they haven't been able to follow it up. Yeah. Even this year, right? They took Florida State to halftime with a 12-7 lead. They beat Louisville by a possession. Like, this is a team that can go to sleep sometimes. Credit to Brian Kelly. They got up for last week's game. Congratulations. I I think I'm justified in picking the evidence that i've seen over the past few years in the brian kelly era the past decade then saying oh yeah they all of a sudden have it figured out and mentally just boom flip a switch that's not how things work dude it's not how things work so until i see otherwise i'm gonna go with what i've seen in the past and the narrative and the track record that brian kelly has built up give me boston college give me phil Drulkovich, give me the upset
1: okay I would like the record to state that one of us is a former Catholic schoolboy with a hatred for Boston sports, and it ain't Sergio apparently. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go oh, wait, with Notre Dame. Oh this is the Catholic Bowl. Yeah, this is the Catholic Bowl. I forgot. Um, I am gonna go with with Notre Dame, but it's funny. I actually was going to pick Boston College, but then you just did,
0: and I'm oh. like, no, I'm gonna switch
1: back. Okay. I'm not, I'm not. No, because I actually agree when you say this is a big trap game it's the biggest trap game why because the team getting trapped would be notre dame the most susceptible team to trap games of all time yes like no one is better at, at falling on their face and right after they just did something good yep correct i don't necessarily i actually yeah it's a dig, but we, <laughs> um no but that being said there was nothing fluky about Notre Dame's women against Clemson. Not at all. They played a fantastic that game was, start that to was, finish. That was the best when they've had the center. Start to Ian finish. Book played the best game of his career. Start
0: to finish and in two extra periods.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and I definitely think this is going to be close. I think if if this is a time for them – if there's a time for them to fall asleep, it is right in this game. Yep. They're like, we just beat Clemson. And, and they're going to go into Boston College, and it's going to be tough. I think Notre Dame will pull it out. Because you picked Boston College. That's um, fine. This is a, this is honestly kind of a coin flip game to me. Because I could totally see Notre Dame shutting this up with like, oh, no, they're actually a good team. And you know what? If they winning. do,
0: I will swallow it all and I will say that I was wrong and that's perfectly okay. I just think I'm justified in going you're with that. You're absolutely know justified. What I, mean? I, I don't think I'm, it's that wild I'm of seeing a
1: the same. I'm seeing the same vision you're seeing. Yeah. Like, but to me, it's a, it's a coin flip to yep. me. And I'm taking the other side.
0: L- loser goes to confession?
1: Yeah, absolutely absolutely wear your mask <laughs> wear, wear a mask um
0: all right next game up we have the number three ranked no oh my gosh i just literally said that the we, number three we ranked. just
1: spent minutes it's,
0: it's the 420 episode tyler i'm sorry the oh, number three point. ranked ohio state buckeyes taking on maryland it's a 330 kickoff on the big 10 network um all right tyler i wanted this game on here because of a certain theory i know you get to pick first with this game but i would right, i would go like go to off. say something real quick We have seen over the past few years, starting with the Urban Meyer era, moving now on to the Ryan Day era at Ohio State, that Ohio State is a well-built football team in all three phases of the game. Great offense, great defense, great special teams. The one area where they are really susceptible is against a running quarterback. And that's something that they thought played to their advantage going up against Clemson in last year's Fiesta Bowl in the semifinals. They thought that oh, Trevor Lawrence, pocket quarterback, not your typical proto not your prototypical dual threat quarterback ended up beginning of the game pulling a read option and ran the Jets down for an 80 yard touchdown run. And that was the game plan that they put. They have been susceptible to running quarterbacks in the past. Michigan has Talia Tungavailoa at the quarterback Maryland, position. Maryland I'm is. sorry, Maryland, thank you. I just saw an M and Michigan's the next game. Spoiler alert. Maryland has Talia Tungavailoa at the quarterback position. He not only has a phenomenal arm and great accuracy like his older brother, but he can also move around. He can extend plays with his legs. I don't think necessarily, although maybe, I think it's Jeff Losky, right? At, at Maryland, Loxley? Mike Loxley. Mike Loxley. I think Mike Loxley is going to prepare a game plan knowing that Ohio State has problems with running quarterbacks. So, for that reason, I think this is going to be a better game than people kind of give credit to it. Tyler, you get to pick first. Thank you so much for giving me the floor to give my point, my take. I secede the time to the gentleman in Pensacola.
1: In Panama City. I'm in Panama City, but thank you. Um... Right.
0: Same area code. Same time zone
1: same time zone, <laughs> as a, a large part of the country <laughs> um <laughs> i actually agree with everything you just said cool. um yay Mary- maryland's offense is gonna make this a game because they're the best offense that ohio state will have played up until this point they played penn state rutgers and nebraska so you could argue penn state you, you could, could argue penn state You um, could, but i wouldn't no i wouldn't I mean that that forty three to three loss to start the season just does not make sense right now no. because Maryland's playing on fire. Um, Tilly looks great.
0: The, the the Maryland first football game of the year is equivalent to like the first five minutes of game time of the Gator game last week. It just
1: doesn't match what the game energy doesn't really match. Yeah, yeah, like it's an outlier. It's an outlier. Um, I'm going to pick Ohio State mm-hmm. because it's Ohio State, right? Um, but I do think Maryland is going to make this an interesting game and like. It sucks that it's on the Big Ten Network because I'm gonna have to legally do this. Um, I'm gonna have to legally watch this. But well,
0: I could, I could, I could give you a
1: legal way to watch it. Oh, I, I do. I be forgot having... you're up in them northern parts. I
0: do be having the Big Ten Network. I do. Ooh. Yes, yes,
1: I do. Yes, I do. Okay. All right. Say less. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna take Ohio State because as go- I think Maryland will make this a, a fun game early, mm-hmm. but I think Ohio State pulls away with their talent
0: yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have to agree because with all of what i just said if you're talking quarterback matchups i'm gonna take justin fields over to leo tongue every single day of the week and twice on saturdays because he is a heisman contender most likely the next quarterback for the jacksonville jaguars and you know he's a
1: really good player jets couldn't pull through
0: no Jack's could not, but the consolation prize for not getting Trevor Lawrence is Justin. I'm
1: fields not that. I just want a top two pick. All right, <laughs> I know,
0: I know. And you're you're on par. You are in the zone for it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. We both have Ohio State. The next game coming up. Welcome back to action. The number 13th Wiz- ranked Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Badgers
1: uh,
0: taking on Michigan. 7:30 kickoff on ABC. This is the Kirk, uh Kirk. This is the Chris Fowler, Kirk Herp Street game. Tyler, you made a face when I mentioned Michigan. Are they that bad?
1: I mean No, but also yes, if that makes sense. Like, no. They're like just like factually, no, they're not that bad. Uh-huh. But like wink wink, you know how these things go. Like, they're not good. I, they, they, Michigan tend not throw the ball. Joe Milton has really impressed me. Beyond that, they can't run the ball. Their defense has fallen off a cliff because of a talent deficit. Um, on top of that, they've just lost two games. They're going to be out of it. So, Tyler, does
0: does this Michigan team fall into your theory that, you know, 18- to 22-year-olds, the season's going wrong, it's difficult for them to kind of maintain focus for the rest of the season? Has this Michigan team fall to that category for you?
1: I think so a little bit. Um, less so than I think maybe other teams, just because I feel like the type of players that Jim Harbaugh has at Michigan and Jim Harbaugh himself are just very into the raw, rawness of it all. So I think right. they're less susceptible to that. But at the same time, there's this, and I don't say this as a person with any knowledge of the inside of the Michigan program, but it always feels like to me there's this thing with Michigan of this inevitability of a letdown. Okay. That's already hit them. You know. So and so
0: so the the mentally they've are. They start the season with a mental barrier, kind of thing.
1: Maybe, maybe that's just a fan perspective or like an outsider's perspective. Of like, every time Michigan's good, we're like, okay, when, when's when's the moment? Because there's the moment, yeah, where it comes tumbling down, yeah, every time, and it usually doesn't happen in the second and third games of the season. But um, <laughs> hey, in this year, anything's possible, Tyler. <laughs> I th- I think for them, they've lost. They lost a game to a rival, and they lost to Indiana, which they got smacked by Indiana. Okay, but if they lose to Wisconsin, then mm-hmm. I think they're going to start falling into that trap. Like I still think that this is a big enough game for them, and it's at home that they'll play. That they, they will try. They will. They will try to win this game.
0: So this is a turn the season around type game.
1: It for them, well it, yeah, for them, because they basically would have to uh, to win the conference, which I, they would have to win out and also mm-hmm. hope that Ohio State takes a loss and that they beat Ohio State. Like, yeah. it's still there, but uh-huh. it's it's hanging on by the slimmest of margins. You can't win the Big Ten at three with three losses. No, not you can't. Year. Not this and year, you can't.
0: I don't think in a regular you can win the Big Ten.
1: Not with three conference losses, I don't think. No,
0: not at all. Well, um, let's talk about a team that, you know, if they play the rest of their games, has a chance to represent their division in the championship game. That's Wisconsin. So they are getting back, you know, their, their players – I don't know the status of Jack Cohn. He is that senior leader on the team. Yeah, but I think he may have lost his place to Graham Mertz after that f- fantastic performance in the first game.
1: Yeah, you know. So, um, yeah. So Jack Cohn remains out with injury. Okay, so it's uh, no question then it's going to yeah. be Graham Mertz. Well, Graham Mertz is practicing because the whole thing was Graham Mertz got COVID and the whole team got COVID and yeah. Um, Graham Mertz is will be able to practice and pet coach paul chris said he will be able to practice this week and may play in the game okay this was this was yesterday uh this was monday this week he basically said he's starting the process of coming back i
0: uh i'm gonna go ahead and call back to a um i'm gonna go ahead and call back to a prior point that i made in regards to oklahoma state and spencer sanders being held out and precaution i think he's gonna play I think this is oh, gamesmanship yeah. Oh,
1: oh, yeah. against
0: a big, there is big, no big game. way
1: initiative. that he doesn't play.
0: No way. No way, in my opinion. So I would expect to see him back. And with that being said, Tyler, I don't have as much faith in Michigan. I don't have as much faith in the way that they kind of carried themselves in these past couple games. Uh, I'm going to go with Wisconsin. I'm going to go with Wisconsin.
1: A scholar's pick, a gentleman's pick, in my opinion, because I will also be going with Wisconsin. Because one, you'll be damned. You're damned if you think I'll pick Michigan in this game. Um, (laughs) I I honestly think that I would have picked Wisconsin no matter what happens, because I know it's at Michigan. That's a big deal to them. Yeah. But Wisconsin can win a game just running the ball. Yeah. And now we've only seen one of their games this year, and it was against Illinois. And Graham Mertz passed the ball all over the place. So maybe I'm wrong. But typically, Wisconsin can win a game just running the ball, and this Michigan defense isn't that good. And now Wisconsin has a quarterback that can actually attack downfield, the one area of Michigan's defense that's weakest. Right. And Wisconsin's defense is still what it is, and Wisconsin's offensive line is still what it is, and their wide receivers aren't great, but they're getting better. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, they don't have Jonathan Taylor, so there's a little bit of a step back in the running back room. But it, with their offensive line being so good, as good as it is, what does it matter? I I'm Yeah, but Wisconsin. But, but when
0: but when you lose a fantastic college quarterback like Jonathan Taylor, a, a legendary college quarterback like Jonathan Taylor, and you replace him with a true freshman who can revitalize your entire offense, I don't think the well, drop off. Jonathan in terms Taylor of, was a
1: running back. So. I know,
0: no, I know, but I mean the the pro, the productivity. He was, he was the quarterback of the team in the sense of the role. Like, <laughs> Well, not even that. I just think the productivity is replaced. You know, yeah. It's like in Moneyball when they're trying to replace, they're trying to replace three, you know, two fantastic stars, and they're like, oh, we can't replace these stars. And Billy Bean is saying, hey, look, you have to find four, five, six guys that can replace the productivity. Are they replacing that specific position? No, but they're replacing the productivity with the way that they play football. That bringing back that Russell Wilson playbook that they had from 2011. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I feel is happening. So give me Wisconsin. I'm glad we're on the same page. Wisconsin. The Wisconsin badgers. Go with The Badgers are going to go into Michigan. It's going to be a big game. All right. That's enough of that, Sergio. Cal at Arizona State is our next game. And, Tyler, we have entered Pac-12 after dark territory. Yeah. Tread lightly. Cal, Arizona State, 10-30 kickoff, ESPN 2. I know you're so excited to finally see Cal play. Potentially, hopefully. God willing. Tyler, yeah, talk to me about this football game. Yeah, right? I just did too.
1: Talk to All me right. about this game. Uh, we talked about last last episode how Arizona State was, we still think, the team to beat in the South, despite the fact that they have a loss to the other team to beat in the South. Um, yep. I think Arizona State's really good. Cal didn't get to play last week. Yeah, that really pissed me off. Um, I, no, I was mad. Uh, I know you
0: were mad. <laughs> Those texts were icy from you. <laughs>
1: Chase Garbers is still a quarterback at Cal, and Jaden mm. Daniels is the quarterback at Arizona State. Very true. And I'm working out my thoughts on this game in real time because I you can't see You really this, are. Uh, like, I
0: know who I'm picking.
1: Oh, oh okay. Um, I know who I'm picking. Yeah, I, f- I feel so much better more if I knew anything about Cal this season. Um, <laughs> they have Chase Garbers. We know that Justin Wilcox is a good defensive mind. They play tough. Um, Arizona State's good, though. Yeah. And it's at Arizona State. But you know what? I got to be loyal to my boy. My, well done. Mo- most most valuable player last year in the Pac-12. I'm going with the Cal Golden Bears.
0: Well done, Tyler. So proud of you. That's exactly what I needed because I'm taking Arizona State and Jaden Daniels and Herm Edwards and a primetime kickoff at their home stadium. And I'm going to keep saying things that make you second guess your pick. But no, you've already locked no, it in. No, it's locked in, baby. Perfect. Love it, Tyler. I love this false sense of security that you have. Keep no. embrace it, Tyler. Embrace no, it.
1: This is the first game. Chase Garvis hasn't had a chance to get injured yet. Let me Be just say Beware. Beware.
0: Let me say this. The fact that your pick is contingent upon one man's health is a problem, Tyler. <laughs> it's a problem. But uh, yeah. I respect you for the commitment to your squad. I think Tyler. I have a proposition for you. Oh no. I think we have to adopt these two teams as our Pac-12 teams. Oh, I, I think like that, that we I think that we have thrown our support individually, you behind Cal and Chase Garbers, myself behind Arizona State and Jaden Daniels. I think that we need to like throw caution to the wind. So
1: Sergio's Arizona State Sun Devils and Tyler's Cal Golden Bears.
0: I think that's the way we need to address right. these teams from now on. I do. I really do. I
1: think do. so. I agree. So,
0: that's that on that
1: game. This is a Pac-12 secondary podcast.
0: This is a Pac-12 se- <laughs> Gators first. Sun Devils and Bears and Golden Bear second. Tied? Yes. Tied for second. <laughs> Shared custody. <laughs> um, the last game in 5-wide, we have Oregon State taking on Washington. Washington was supposed to play Cal last week. That was the game that got canceled. Oregon State, however, did get to play against Washington State. And that was a fun game. That was a fun game. Not only did the run and shoot work really well for Washington state, but in Oregon state's court, they were able to throw the ball pretty well. And they made a good run for it at the end of the game. They made it close. It was one of those games where they were down by like 11 and they like scored a touchdown, but they had to get the onside. And I was like, it's one in the morning. I need some sleep, but I got to watch the end of this game. So it was one of those games. Perfect return for pac 12 after dark. It's going to be the secondary screen because of the aforementioned Cal Arizona state game. Yeah. Um, Tyler, I'm very interested to see. I'm very I'm very interested in what I'm going to see out of Washington in this kind of yeah. new era of Huskies football, right? Yeah. Peterson's gone. Your boy. He's not there. The system and the culture stays essentially the same because yeah, they- of the promotion of, of Jimmy Lake. Um, but I'm curious as to what's going to happen on the offensive side of the ball. I know that this defense can play pretty well it'll be good it'll be good we know what washington's defense can give us my question is on the offensive side of the ball and after watching oregon state last week i have the pick here i think i'm gonna have to go out on a i don't even say it's on a limb i i think i'm gonna be a bit secure i'm i'm, I'm a little insecure about it but i'm gonna go with it i'm gonna go with washington and it's because You're with washington. i am that's because the, I, that's
1: the insecure pick
0: it is because To me, this game is a toss-up just because we don't know what we're going to see out of Washington. That's a good point. Washington could be fantastic on offense. They could replace weapons. They could do it fine and all this in a week. Well, you could play it back for me and just say, Sergio, you're an idiot. And I'd say, you're right. Or or what's happening at Oregon State could kind of take that next step forward of this project that's happened over the past couple of years, this improvement for the Beavers. Um and they can kind of catch Washington State at a weird time, you know, not knowing what they're doing on the offensive side of the ball, new coach, new era, players are gone. So I'm going to go with Washington cautiously. I do like that this game is at home, and I do trust a Jimmy Lake defense to essentially neutralize that Oregon State offense. I'm going to take Washington with reservations.
1: Okay. Um, underrated storyline. It's, it's the biggest storyline of this game, but I think it's mm-hmm. underrated storyline nationally. Uh, the two head coaches in this game are Jonathan Smith at Oregon State and Jimmy Lake at Washington. They were the offensive and defensive coordinators for the Washington Huskies playoff run. Oh, that's um, right. Jonathan Smith, an Oregon State alum, was the office coordinator for those Jake Browning years. That's right. Um, then he got the Oregon State job, and then Jimmy Lake was promoted, at, at, who had been D.C. at the time. Mm-hmm. Huge moment. Oregon State has gotten really close to beating, beating Washington um, ever since, Oregon, ever since uh, Jonathan Smith went there. Mm-hmm. He's been getting them a lot better. I think he's a great coach. I'm going to go with the defensive talent and the culture at Washington. I'm going to go yeah. with you on this because, or I mean, I like what I see out of Oregon state, but it's also, it's almost weirder to, it's, it's, it's just draw me to bank on this unknown the same way I, I am with Cal where it's like, yeah, if it blows up in my face, if Washington, you know, comes out short because they haven't had any practice time I and mean, everybody's coming out like that, I wouldn't be surprised. It would be the least shocking thing in the world. Right. But they could come out and look improved. I don't I don't know anything about their offense because they have hired a new offensive coordinator. We -hmm. don't know who their quarterback's gonna be. Um This is this is
0: this is definitely for both of us a defense wins championships kind of game. Kind of Washington
1: defense, I don't I haven't seen them play a down no one has this year. I'm fairly confident Washington's defense will be the best unit on the field. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm going to take Washington as well.
0: Look at us. Look at us in Look at in, us. in unison here. Um one place where we're not in unison Tyler is in our two point picks. And yeah, you right. have the honor of going first this week. And we talked about this before the pod off the air. This is a prime two point week.
1: So many good games. The Let's...
0: amount of two point games this weekend is it's it's an embarrassment of riches, Tyler. Alright, it's an embarrassment of two point riches. Mm-hmm. You go first. I have a game in mind. I hope you don't take it. But if you do, there are plenty of backups for me to go on.
1: There is one game happening this week that's pretty big. Yeah. For for reasons. Talk and to maybe, me, Which... I might talk about it later. Okay. Um, well there's a game Penn State and Nebraska is interesting, a battle of winless teams. Mm-hmm. Um Iowa versus Minnesota. Indiana versus Michigan State are both interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Northwestern versus Purdue. Both, are, battle, undefe- both bat- are undefeated. Battle for the Big Ten West lead. Uh, Can't believe we didn't put that in five wide. I, dude, I didn't realize there. I thought Purdue had taken a loss at some point. No. Oregon and, Oregon and Washington State's a big one. That's interesting. Uh-huh. Really weird because the Pac-12 schedule is weird this year because there's so many. Oregon Washington State is never an early conference game. Correct. And now it is so yeah weird um but i think i think i'm gonna let you have if you want it i'm gonna let you have one game i'm gonna take a little bit of a real gamble i'm gonna a a real more 50 50 game and the army black knights are going down to face the two lane green wave so two lane is a five and a half point uh favorite in this game erroneous by vegas in my opinion Irresponsible because I will be taking the Army Black Knights who are six and one and will win this game despite having good but not as good uniforms. Um, so, I am
0: shocked that Army is six and one.
1: Yeah, I, most underrated six and one team in the country. When I saw that, I didn't understand it personally. Um, <laughs> the last truly good team that they played was Cincinnati, which they lost twenty four to ten. Which, by the way, uh-huh. things are looking great. Performance <laughs> might
0: might be one of the might best be one losses. Of the, in the best country. losses
1: you could have as a group of five teams. <laughs> like, for sure. Um, so I'm gonna take Army in this game. Uh, even if even though it's over the unis of Tulane, I'm gonna take
0: Listen, it. Listen, while that may not go with the sideline judgment brand, I respect it. Yeah. Um. respect And for troops. my for my two points, Tyler, let's take a look at these Saturday games. All right, we got some fantastic fantastic Saturday games here. I want to point out, Tyler, Pitt and Georgia Tech are playing, and we didn't say anything about it. It took until the end of the episode for us to even acknowledge the fact that Pitt and Georgia Tech are playing football this Saturday. This is the most sideline judgment branded game of all time.
1: And we messed up. We found bag. And back, we here, messed man. it we up fumbled the bag. And,
0: and you know what? I could take this game, Tyler, but I'm going to go a different direction. There's now also we're... some other games on Saturday. Hawaii is playing at four Eastern. That's weird. That's, That's suspicious. really weird. <laughs> That's weird. All right. Um, you also have Louisville, Virginia, which is another interesting. I'm staying away
1: from that, buddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like the fact that I Illinois I like my mental Rut- health
1: a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: like the fact that Illinois and Rutgers is going to be a good Stop. game. No,
1: that sentence I'm not, not
0: thinking. I'm not crazy for thinking that, Tyler. It's I'm not. It's so
1: meh. No, I'm not. You but Tyler- sure you don't want to get tested?
0: Um, but you have insurance, right? <laughs> I do have insurance. I actually have to get a COVID test tomorrow for school, so
1: oh, nice! Yeah, you have the up the nose ones. Or, it's
0: like the you put them in, it's not all the way up the nose, it's swab. like in my brain. It's the swab, you got to rotate it. If you, you have to put it a little bit up and br- you rotate
1: the it, brain, the brain one is so weird because it like I've never done the brain one. Oh, really? Yeah, so the first okay, one, okay, quick I got detour was, here. Um, yeah, COVID it, testing, wonderful. COVID anyway, – This is relatable, um, but. <laughs> I have and it's weird because the biggest thing it's not that it hurts, it's that nothing externally has ever reached up where it's going. So you've uh-huh. never felt the sensation of this thing of something like going up like it feels like behind your eye. Yeah. Ugh. It's not that's not where it goes, I'm pretty sure, but it just no, feels like ugh. and it, it needs your like it hits your tear duct, so you're automatically start crying, like even though it doesn't really hurt, like but you mm-hmm. start tearing up. Right. So it's worse than it 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 feels worse than it is. If that makes sense. It, it
0: makes sense, um, I've done like the Rutgers football, w- like Rutgers football. Nice. It feels worse what than tra- it is. What a transition. Um, <laughs> but no, my two point game, Tyler, is a Friday night matchup. It is a seven o'clock kickoff on CBS Sports Network. It's a nationally televised game, Tyler. It is the shoe It the is Shulable. my Florida Atlantic Owls taking on the amber kitties of florida international that's right i said amber kitties right. because in this house we do not respect fiu okay we okay. do not All right. we do not just dis- we do not respect the inferior university in south florida okay we don't respect them put respect on my name no i'm not <laughs> doing it you already know I'm taking FAU. I don't even have to look at the rundown to know that you already put it there. It's already right?
1: there. No, it's already there.
0: You have so much confidence and faith in me that you know exactly no, they, what I, game I was going to we play. We've been doing
1: this for four years now. When this game comes up, I know what's happening.
0: <laughs> Just I, give me the ball. I so let me take the ball to the hole. I'm taking FAU, and it will be a fantastic birthday present for my stepdad, Raul, who is having his birthday on Friday. That's pretty awesome. So what What more could you ask
1: for, Tyler? What more? All I'm going to say. Uh huh. You are now officially trusting Uh Willie Taggart in a rivalry game.
0: All right. Why are you. Why are you like this? Why do you do this to me? I have moved on. I am in a healthy, loving relationship. With Dan Mullen, <laughs> I am in a healthy, loving – all right. I am working my way towards being in a healthy, loving relationship with Willie Taggart because I am a little bit jaded, but not for the FSU reasons, but because, you know, I'm a gator and so uh, a little yeah. weird. But listen, we, we we talked about this. I don't
1: uh, – know yeah.
0: Willie Taggart is a great group of five coach.
1: He is. No, I, I legitimately think that, and, like, I think – I don't think this is a bad pick. I almost made it myself. Like, <laughs> It's not a bad pick at all. I, I resent you bringing up
0: sensitive information <laughs> that will emotionally alter my state of opinion for this game. All right. <laughs> I do not appreciate it. The FAU fan base doesn't appreciate it. And I know sure gonna as hell, I'm going to
1: get by Raul so fast. I know
0: sure as hell Raul doesn't appreciate it. And on his birthday, nonetheless, come I on. I think FAU is
1: going to win. I'm just Have saying. Have some respect for my right, stepfather. I'm just, just Leonard. A man the facts. I love
0: with my heart. All right. Come on. Okay. With with all that being said, go Owls, beat the Amber Kitties. It's fun because the cool thing about this rivalry game, and I don't know if it's gonna still happen because of COVID and stuff, but they keep the trophy on the sidelines during the game, yeah. like they do other rivalry trophies, and it's tradition that the winning team at the at the end of the whistle runs to the trophy and brings the trophy back with them. Like yeah, it's it's, like it's with a the thing. Bolt. It's like with the Egg Bowl. It's like with um, what's the one with Michigan and Michigan Paul Bunyan's the
1: Paul Bunyan, trophy, yeah.
0: similar to that. So it's a cool it's a cool scene, and it's one of the cool things of college football. Um, that's my two points to recap these games for five wide Notre Dame, Boston College. Tyler has Notre Dame. I have Boston College, Ohio State, Maryland. While we both like the running quarterback of Talia Tungabailoa, Bailoa, we have brains. We know Justin Fields plays for Ohio State. We're going to take true. Ohio State. Uh, we got Wisconsin taking on Michigan. We are both going to take Wisconsin. We got Cal and Arizona State in the sideline judgment pack, sideline judgment after dark game. I'm yeah, gonna call it. Yeah, that's what it there is. There you go. That's that what, what we're gonna call it. After dark bowl. Tyler's Cal Golden Bears, led by Chase Garbers. My Arizona State Sun Devils, led by Jaden Daniels. Uh, those are the teams that we have picked. And Arizona State taking on the Washington defense. That's the team we Oregon picked. State. Oregon State. Sorry. Oregon State taking on the Washington defense. We're only acknowledging the defense until further
1: notice, until we see what happens with the Washington offense. I'm not even convinced the Washington offense exists until I see it. (laughs) It's a mirage. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And then for two points, Tyler has our nation's troops, Army, over Tulane, and I, of course, have the best pick of the week, FAU to beat FIU. Uh, Tyler, it's time for tweets we've shared. What is your favorite tweet that you have shared with me this week?
1: Favorite tweet you shared with me was a tweet by Kevin Clark, and it's – about the uh we talked a lot about florida georgia i will not be doing that right now Uh, um it is about the and the uh notre dame clemson game which we have actually talked a lot about that too yes we have Um, but it is um basically let me find the exact wording uh had it just a second ago one second i was gonna do do, that
0: (laughs) you beat me to it
1: yeah there we go uh Millions tuning into SNL will be introduced to the majesty of college football replay reviews. Can't buy that kind of publicity. I just Can't. want to say that – because this was – Notre Dame Clemson was basically sandwiched in between the uh, president-elect Joe Biden's acceptance speech of being project, the projected winner and SNL's first night with after, Dave after Chappelle, that knowledge. With Dave <laughs> with, Chappelle hosting. Yeah. So um, safe to say – a lot of people tune to this. I saw people on Twitter that don't watch college football that I follow just be, like, commenting on football. And I was like, ah, yes, yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> uh, but the biggest thing, and I have to bring it up, this is actually a bummer. So many people now will have been introduced to college football and will be introduced thinking that Notre Dame is good. Nope. I refuse to believe it. I'm, I'm not. I'm not You know what we this. need? We I'm need the – uh, I,
0: I, I would rather sacrifice the publicity – of college football exposure um i want the men in black mind eraser thing for everyone <laughs> i i need it i need it right now because i'm i would rather live in a world where college football isn't respected than when people think that notre dame is a legitimate college football team am i making sense yep
1: yep, yep. i know that's no.
0: kind of blasphemous and i want the sport to. no be not helping. on this podcast not on this <laughs> pod- <laughs> we make the rules <laughs> maybe on other people's podcast but not here no You know the the whole tired, wired thing where it's like, oh, tired, wired. My tired for that game was like, tired. Oh, the president's speech is during this game. Maybe I'll tune in and watch it. And mine, or I'm sorry, it was like, tired. Wow, I can't believe I got exposed to college football waiting for SNL. And the wired is, I actually put the game on my laptop while the president's speech was going on so I could keep an eye on the football game. Until you get to that level of, I need to watch college football, this is my crack cocaine, don't talk to us. No. This is a pod for the crazies. The crazies. We we are one of you. It's safe over here. Don't worry about it, sweet. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about it. That's how I feel about that. No. Tyler, my tweet is about the Florida Georgia game. It is a picture tweeted out by one Jerry Junior at Jay Breezy the Second, which fantastic Twitter name. Uh, and it's simply a picture. And the caption is, remember this pick. And the picture is Kyle Trask, Emery Jones, Anthony Richardson, the quarterback room at the University of Florida. Kyle Trask has the number one up. Emory Jones has the number two up. Anthony Richardson has the number three up because they are one, two, three on the depth chart, and that is the order Andrew of succession. Heisens. Oh, Tyler putting a little Tabasco on his takes today. Yes, sir. I love it. I adore that take um I hope so you know it's just so That'd be really nice. cool Oklahoma they did would. it <laughs> Oklahoma did it why can't we huh why can't we um I just think it's so refreshing to be in this position as a gator fan compared to when we were at school
1: because mean when we watched we, we, we played American money to watch Treon Harris take snaps at quarterback I,
0: I I literally took out student loans to watch Treon Harris play football for the University of Florida. I voluntarily did that by my own volition, man. I I was going to say we should sue and then we should kind of do like a pass out. People be like, if you or a loved one was sub was subjugated to, to watch Treon Harris play football in person, you are entitled to settlements. But I literally just said that I willingly did it. So I can't even claim the money, man. What did I do, man? Come on. I need a lawyer to help me out here. Good thing. I'm dating Alexa good thing i'm there. you want to wanna, you want to help me out over here then want to help me out here babe <laughs> love you <ya>, thanks um <laughs> oh man hey all right tyler well i i guess that's the episode you know yeah got a big uh, big week of two point style games to watch this week got a big gator game prime time no more no longer a noon kickoff thankfully although we have one next weekend but that's another conversation Uh,
1: it's vanderbilt it's fine oh that's right when is florida ever gonna play vanderbilt at a time that isn't noon when vanderbilt isn't vanderbilt that's when it'll happen well okay well then i feel like we're locked in a time loop here like um, (laughs) time
0: is time is a flat circle
1: tyler yes sir
0: time is a flat circle yes Yes, it is anything else you want to say before we end the episode
1: uh make sure everybody uh once again staying safe uh with covid just a The, all these teams getting COVID and so many games being canceled so quickly or postponed mm-hmm. so quickly reminds you of how quickly this thing can happen, how quickly it can take hold, and how quickly it can spread. So just wear your masks, be safe. By the way, any of you who are, are going to college football games, I better not see a single one of you without a mask on because I did it for an entire three-hour period, and it was yes. the easiest thing in the world. So Come on. Don't be, be responsible. Be help responsible. one another.
0: Don't Don't get the country shut down okay hey
1: this sport this sport is stupid enough on the field for you not to be stupid in the (laughs) stands
0: oh i'm gonna frame that (laughs) with that note, i can't top that tyler this has been another episode of sideline judgment my name is sergio my name is tyler but we are not biased we are not biased but tyler in honor of my stepdad's birthday go owls
1: yeah be those amber kitties yeah baby